The following presentation was recorded live by HAudio.com. Number 18 of that list is Bemiut Ta'anug. Bemiut means to minimize. Ta'anug is pleasure, physical pleasure. And in order to live, you've got to know how to use pleasure. But it's not enough to use pleasure in the positive. I mean, we know that, that getting a little physical pleasure is part of living. Every one of us is reaching for it every day in some way or another. But you've got to know how to harness it, how to use it in a positive way. And at the same time, we know that you've got to minimize it. You can't just sit and eat uh, chocolate bars the whole day. That's not, that's not living. And positive, negative is you've got to be on top of it. You've got to be the master of it. Okay, so we're going to put them all together in one thing because they're intertwined. But to focus your attention, I want you to recall a time, and I'm sure it happened to all of us, that we got lost in a bag of potato chips. You ever get lost in a bag of potato chips? You start eating two, three, four, five, and then it's you're in the bottom of the bag, and you don't feel so good, right? And you never meant to, to, to do this. And somehow it took over, right? Do you remember that? Now, which potato chip wasn't any more desirable, but you just kept going? You don't know. But there was a point where it was counterproductive. What happened? Kept going because we don't know how to stop, the thermostat is off, and... <laughs> What's going on? This is a problem we've got to understand if we're going to live a sane life. But certainly if we're going to use that energy in any constructive purpose, this is a problem that we have to solve. Okay, so how do we go about it? So number one is that the first thing in order to, to really use that energy, you've got to know when you're getting it. How many different things during the day are possible pleasures, if you knew how to use them. The cool breeze, it's a nice day, fresh air, you wash your face, could that be pleasurable? Your uh, brush your teeth, is that... Sometimes you feel there's a, a feeling of cleanliness, a good taste in the mouth, yeah? You have to first take note and go through your day and how many opportunities you have to take pleasure that you're just riding over like you're obsessed with the potato chips. In Judaism, we say pleasure is energy. The more pleasure you have, the more power you got. Number two is, again, pay attention as to whether you're getting it. Don't assume. That's what we, the mistake we made in the potato chips, right? We got into the bag, and we assumed we're enjoying it until somehow it called our attention, hey, this doesn't feel good anymore. And the same thing goes with uh, peanuts or with a computer game. There was a time when we were interested and now we're, we're stuck with it. You know, like we're glued to it. We're obsessed. Yeah? So the same thing goes with all the pleasures. Don't assume yet you're having pleasure. Pay attention. Are you getting it? Playing a game of basketball. Don't assume that you're having pleasure. Make sure that you're doing it. Notice it. Yeah? It takes an effort. Remember. Living takes an effort. Learning how to play tennis took an effort. Learning how to use a car, driving, took an effort. This will also take an effort. Yeah? Shabbat is supposed to be a pleasure. If I ask you about Shabbat, you tell me it's like the greatest pleasure of the week. Right? But what if you, if you go to Shabbat and you don't experience any pleasure at all? That's an excellent question. Bruce is asking, like, 
Shabbat, we say, is, is a fantastic pleasure. For the Jewish people, the Shabbat is me'ain olam haba. It's a touch of the world to come. It's, it's one of the greatest pleasures that there are. And you want to feel pleasure, and you don't know how. Yeah? Don't know how to, how to take the pleasure. So you've got to learn how. But Shabbat is a pleasure. You've got to have tools. And that's exactly what we're talking about over here. You've got to have tools. The particular tool for Shabbat is, we say, you've got to get in touch with your soul. You have to introspect. You have to get in touch with the longing for eternity that every man has. But we're not in touch with it. We're going around, dong, 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 you know. But it's not your taste buds. It's not your body. It's a longing of the soul. We want eternity. We want infinity. We want meaning. Does everybody want meaning? But we're not in touch with it. There comes a time when it breaks through. We say, so what? What's the difference in everything we're doing? It doesn't add up. It doesn't make a difference. And it makes us feel very sick. That's when the window opened up. Right? Now, if you learn to focus your attention on that longing, and you see that on Shabbat, it is satisfying, that is the pleasure of Shabbat. At the same time, on Shabbat, we're supposed to have body pleasures so that it's easier. You get the energy from the body pleasure to open up to the soul. Because like you're taking the body along with you. It's a beautiful day. It's nice. And then you're at peace. Then you can open up to the soul. And see that, boy, this is the day. This is the day when you're close to the Almighty. You understand. You see. It's clarity. It's a clear day on Shabbat. If you, if you look, you keep your eyes closed and the most bright day in the world is dark. Look, love, you've got to learn how to do it. Happiness, you've got to learn how to do it, right? If you've got to learn how to drive a car, you've got to learn how to drive this machine. You know it's got tremendous potential. Desire's greatness. It's reaching and it's being a little clogged down, yeah? You've got to learn how to put it in gear, get it moving, man. yeah? These are the 48 tools. Okay, so we said that number two is that you can pay attention, yeah? Are you getting that pleasure? Number three is that pleasure is important work. You've got to use your best tool, which is your mind. That's what you have. So it's not enough to say, am I having pleasure? But by asking yourself, what is my pleasure? What does this Coke taste like? What does it feel like to have a, a fresh taste in your mouth? You have to use your mind in asking yourself, what is my pleasure? What does that potato chip feel like? Yeah? Crunchy. What is the pleasure? The crunchiness? The, it's the taste. It's a bland taste. It's the salt. And the salt on the potato is crispy. What's the pleasure of the ice cream cone? The banana split, the Whipped cream has got this with a little of the cold ice cream and, and a bit of the nuts and the banana together. <laughs> <laughs> then you got it. If you just plump into it, then the sensation went through, but without using your head, nothing. Same thing goes with everything. To learn how to play tennis takes you a little drill. Same thing goes with learning how to enjoy playing the tennis. <laughs> And it's a lot more worthwhile. It's when we don't use our mind, the most attention of the mind is gotten from the first sensation. Bang! You know, I never tasted this before, so you focus on it, naturally. 
But if you really study it, <laughs> you become an expert, you know exactly what to anticipate. You say, hey, these falafels are, aren't up to snuff. Or, wow, these falafels are really uh, well made. Yeah, You've certainly gotten a bag of, of potato chips that you noticed are soggy or a bag of potato chips that were extra crisp, you know. So if you pay attention, you know exactly, boy, this is grade A, grade B, you know. Number four is, after you've learned to use your mind on what is your pleasure, check it out. What, what is the pleasure? Why are you doing it? Are you doing it to reward yourself? Project. What is the effect? See, there's a time that we use pleasure as an escape. I'm, I'm disappointed. I weighed myself, and I happen to weigh too much, right? So I go into the refrigerator and get myself a cake and make myself feel a little better about it. Right? Don't use pleasure as an escape from your troubles. Pleasure is to be used. Project. What will it do? If you eat this ice cream cone and you enjoy it and you feel you stretch your muscles, will you be energized and now you'll be ready to do what do you want to do? So, of course, you've got to have something that you want to do. You want to study. You want to talk to people. You want to move. Yeah. But the idea is to transfer that pleasure, project. What are you doing it for? To get back into living or to run away from life? If you projected that it will enhance your work day, you'll be able to go back with zest, hmm, then take it. If you're projecting that it will make you feel a little less bad about the work you're doing, so like it's a reward, you know, I'll reward myself. I worked hard, now I'll reward myself by having a candy bar. Yeah. then you have to figure out, do you want to reward yourself or do you want to figure out better how to enjoy what you're doing? But in any case, if you want candy bonds, so get into it. <laughs> this is a fifth class pleasure, lowest class, but it's supposed to be used as a stepping stone to higher pleasures. What's higher pleasure? Know yourself, meaning. We want meaning, we'll die for meaning, yeah, for a cause. Okay, so use it as a, find your cause. All right, number five is that, of course, this takes self-awareness. You have to all the time monitor yourself. Where are you? Are you getting the pleasure? Is it pleasurable or is it running away? Is it focused to where you're going to go? Are you projecting further? It's a self-awareness, which is a very difficult thing to do. But with practice, it becomes second nature. So number six is an excellent all-around piece of advice in using pleasure is decide beforehand. How much do you want? So you know that when you take that bag of potato chips, we always take out some and put it in a plate, and that's what we're going to eat, right? And then we finish it, and we figure, well, another, another handful, right? Yeah. And we finish it, we take another handful. Now the mistake that you make, you see, is that you didn't decide this is it, and I'm going to stick to it. You didn't make that decision. You just figured, I imagine this is enough. You see, that's, that was going on in the mind. Yeah? Nonsense. You get into the habit. So, a good piece of advice is no changing the mind in the middle of a bag of potato chips. There's no changing your mind, you see. That's enough even if you underestimate it. And just one more potato chip will do the job. Just one more would really be 
maximizing the, the taste, too bad. Next time, you'll take a handful of potato chips with one more. But now, no going back. Because you know, the judgment is very poor at that point. But it's an excellent piece of advice, and it'll get you used to it. Yeah? Isn't that being a little bit of a tyrant with oneself? Is it being a tyrant? Is that being a tyrant with oneself? What's the difference between a boss who's firm and a tyrant? I mean, a boss has got to be a boss. You've got to boss yourself. You've got to be in control, right? On the other hand, you don't want to be a tyrant. And a very good idea would be take the potato chips and put it with a ladder up on the top <laughs> shelf and break the ladder. <laughs> Number seven is we have a, an instruction for living in the Shulchan Aruch in our code of instructions it says when you eat a meal eat two thirds of your capacity huh two thirds of your capacity isn't that a strange concept it's right there in the instructions I'll show you because that's healthy it gives room digestion it's healthy but what's two-thirds? You guys, you know when you look at food, how much is two-thirds? Eat, 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 until uh, I can't eat anymore. Right? Well, maybe one more bite. <laughs> yeah. But we have this power, and in Jewish consciousness, you know, everybody read that, they said, yeah, all right. Hmm? Because if you're a real professional at this business, you can estimate exactly how much you can eat. And you can estimate what is two-thirds of that and that's how much you eat because it's healthy don't overload so you can estimate what is it the effect that I want and how much do I want to take and that's really the way you should do it what the what do I want out of these potato chips what do I want to get a feeling of of having uh, tasted something good when it's one enough I tasted it no, I want a little bit of, a, of a satisfaction. I take the edge off my hunger, plus something that's filling and tastes good. Is that how many? Right? You become good at it. You know, but do, do you see that this is, this is real awareness? Yeah? Now, I suggest that make a start of it. When you take a Coke or you take, take one bite and ask yourself, hmm, how does that affect me? What did it do to me? No, sit your drinks. Sip it. Did you ever see people who sip drinks? See two-thirds of a movie or... If you go into a movie, you ask yourself, what am I going to get out of it? And and the idea is check it out. You see, you say, I'm going to drink this and it's going to do such and such for me. It's going to energize. Is it or not? It's too sweet. You don't like it. Put it away. Yeah. I love Coke. Not today. <laughs> Put it away. But it's the pause that refreshes. No, not today. Put it away. Yeah? But I'm wasting my money. Don't waste your taste. Is it? If it's no good, you're not getting more out of it because you drank it. Are you? You don't like it? But I paid for it, so i got to eat it. It could be rotten. Give me a stomach ache, but I paid for it. i got to eat it. No, 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 no. <laughs> you paid for a little pleasure. It's not your pleasure. Don't. The same thing goes in the middle of a movie. Project. What are you going to get out of this? You're going to learn about life? Are you learning about life? No. Get up. Move out.
Don't get depressed over it. <laughs> Maybe it'll get better, right? Maybe it'll get better. <laughs> I mean, you know, this is a bore. Bore, bore, bore. If it is, right? You have to check. What is it that you expect? Are you getting it? And if not, cut it out. Don't be a zombie. Look, I paid my ticket. Here I am, all right? Get up and get out. If you're getting two-thirds of the pleasure that you projected, fine. But if you find it to be boring and not what you expected it to do, and it's, it's really nonsense, don't talk yourself into it. Say, bad investment, up you go, and at least walk through the park, enjoy yourself. Yeah. All right, number eight is that appreciate all habits are tough to change. Now, any habit, no matter how stupid it is, and no matter how disgusting it is, and no matter how determined you are to change it, it's a tremendous effort to change a habit. Even such a nauseating habit as picking your nose in public. See? Your parents are yelling at you, your girlfriend left you, they fired you from three jobs, right? That's a terrible habit, right? At the same time, you make up your mind, I'm not going to do it again, and up goes your hand, right? It's a habit. You've got to sit on it. <laughs> yeah? Biting your nails. Anybody have a habit of biting his nails they want to get rid of? Yeah? You decide, no more biting nails. This is stupid. This is ridiculous. You chew it off, yeah? Right? Oh, there it goes again. No more. These are unconscious. These are habits, right? So you've got to appreciate this is a habit. And it's particularly a desirable habit because it's munching. It's, it seems to give sustenance. It's pleasure. It's, uh, yeah. So if you have a habit of reaching for a candy bar or for a, a uh, Coke or for a... Yeah, then it's going to go on. You have to stand on your hands. Yeah? But it's well worth it. Just... Be reassured, your body will at times tell you that if I don't bite my nails, my fingers will fall off. Yeah. I'll get paralyzed. I'll, I'll, I'll kill someone. Yeah. You ever hear the body say that? Don't, 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 don't. You don't die because you don't have a piece of cake. You don't faint in the middle of the day because you don't have another jelly bean. You know? <laughs> None of these things happen. Reassured, people change their habits and they live happily ever after. All right, number nine is hire a friendly nudnik. You know what a friendly nudnik is? You know what it means to hire him? Every time you catch me biting my nails, you get five shekel. Right? Yeah? Now, if you have a friendly nudnik, ah, I see you've done it again. Five shekel. Yeah? How many shekels are you going to give the guy? It'll get rid of any app. Try it out. I guarantee you, before you spend uh, uh, 500 shekel, <laughs> you'll be off your habit. Okay? It's pretty cheap to get rid of a bad habit, 500 shekel. <laughs> All right, number 10 is that realize the best way of overcoming bad habits as far as indulgences that you think are bad. Yeah, the best way is to be happy, engrossed in living, be full of vitality, a purpose. You'll never miss it if you know where you're going. You see, when people don't know where they're going, when they're wallowing, then every little habit has a hold on them.
indulgence is the biggest. Because they're looking for some way of stroking themselves. Yeah? But if you can get moving, remember, if you can get moving, you got something you want to accomplish, and this is standing in the way, zing. When our willpower is up, our energy is up, our vitality is up, we can take care of anything. So that will help you. It's just a question of getting moving. Number 11 is, now take whatever pleasure comes your way wherever it's available. Beautiful day, feel it. What is it, on the skin? Where, where do you feel the energy of a beautiful day? Just the concept, the beauty of it is enough, or it's the wind, it's the, the light, it's the atmosphere. What is it? Everything. Estimate it. Check it out. Sip it. All right, you didn't at least look back. How did it feel this morning when I walked out? It was a nice day this morning, you remember? Nice day. How did it feel? Take whatever pleasures is available all the time. All the time. Just keep on going. Physical, simple pleasures. Simple, physical pleasures. Take it. Make you a happy person. It'll get you into living. It'll up your energy for life. Number 12 is that really we should become gourmets. Gourmets which means a disciplined eater. You've heard of schools for gourmet, yeah? They teach you how to eat. The Frenchmen say the, the, the uh, Americans are barbarians. You give them a 17-year-old wine, and you know what the guy does? He smiths it, and he drinks it all up in one shot. Yeah? Murderer! Uh, people have gotten hit because they've done that, yeah? How are you supposed to do it? you got to learn how to enjoy a wine, you know? Smell it. You know, everybody knows about a, a wine drinking? Go ahead and tell them, you know? First you sniff the cork, and then you swirl it around the cup to get the fumes to evaporate. Swish it around the cup to get the fumes so that, so more, the fumes so that you, you smell it, so that you can anticipate. That, and do you taste that smell too, or is the smell it's enough? Now you can put it down? No, then you taste it. Well, if you're, really, if you're tasting a lot, you taste it, you swish around your mouth so it covers all the taste buds. Do you hear that? All the taste buds. What, what are you doing now? on the top of your tongue? You don't even know where you're going. Oh, yeah? Oh, now, now, we're getting, now we're getting the real stuff. This guy was holding out. <laughs> right, so you look at the... the and what does that do? That, because that, the beauty also enhances the... Right? But it goes much further. It's the acridness, the fruitiness... The, uh, what was the other things? Yeah? The bouquet. The What's the bouquet? The aftertaste is more important than the taste well, itself. I would like this guy to sit with me next Friday night when I'm drinking my wine, you know, and, and uh, make sure that I'm not a schlep. <laughs> yeah. what is, what's the matter with you? You're missing up. Do you, do you see that? So really, a gourmet is well-trained to enjoy. It's not easy to take pleasure. You have to learn how, even physical pleasure. Do you, do you see that? And in Judaism, we say that, that's, that the Almighty did intentionally to teach us. If It takes so much, so much know-how to enjoy a wine. Can you appreciate how much know-how it must take to enjoy a human being, to love a human being? How much training, discipline? You follow? Okay, now number 13 is that in Jewish consciousness, we were supposed to make a bracha. We're supposed to make a bracha. 
Before you eat anything, before you drink wine, before you eat anything, you're supposed to thank the Almighty. Say, Baruch HaTorah Hashem, you are the source of pleasure, Almighty. Yeah? Eternal, who gives us everything. The master of the universe, who gave me my potato chip. Which means that you're supposed to anticipate pause before you eat. I appreciate you got a little bit of a blessing here from a father. Focus yourself and make sure that you get the pleasure that it isn't a bracha levatala. <laughs> you don't know what you ate. The bracha levatala means a blessing to no purpose. You got to take So you're setting yourself. I'm supposed to have pleasure now. My father gave me this for pleasure. Now make an effort. Make an effort. Reach for it. Taste it. Number 14 is that in Judaism we say all this, you really need Kabbalah. You need mysticism. You need the Zohar. You need the secrets of the universe to really understand it. There's higher meaning to it. The Almighty gave us all these pleasures. There's a purpose to it. There's no accidents. There's no accidents. The fruitiness of the wine, the acidity, the acridness, or whatever it is, there's a reason that wine has all this. And you have to learn the Kabbalah. You have to learn. And, but there's a basic Kabbalah. There's a basic Kabbalah that food is to the body like wisdom is to the soul. And there's a counterpart in every part of fruit in wisdom itself, in every part of food. The simple key is that bread is a staff of life. Bread, the whole wheat bread, you know, the good stuff. It's got minerals and wheat germ and everything. It's a staff of life. It, Settles you. You're supposed to have bread in the morning. And in wisdom, a human being has got to know what he's supposed to do. That's halakha, a framework. How do you say hello to somebody? You smile, you say good morning, you're supposed to treat him nicely, don't move into his territory, etc., etc., etc. What are you supposed to do? You need a framework for living. Meat, protein, it's the questions and answers. It's digesting wisdom. It's questioning it. It's seeing the depth, the whys, yeah, as far as what makes it a criteria. And then after you finish eating, then comes the wine. What's the wine? The wine is mysticism, as the appreciation of the meaning of everything. That's wine. But that teaches, and Jews would actually learn halakha, they'd learn the Mishnah in the morning, and then they'd learn some Talmud, and they'd learn some Zohar. And that teaches you, don't take wine on an empty stomach. See, people who are coming from the outside into Judaism, right away they want to, they want to know the ten svirot, like what are the fingers, and how do you get to the keser, and, and what is the, uh, the uh, menorah, and how come there are seven branches. <laughs> Wait a moment, you know, wine on an empty stomach, if you don't, don't have no meat, you know what happens? Your head goes, and you go, bang, yeah. If you don't understand how to love your fellow man, and what's driving you, what is greatness, and what is good, and what is free will, and how do you make decisions, and how do you know you know, and you're getting into the mysticism, (laughs) bang, don't do it. At any rate, you need Kabbalah for much, but at the same time, there's, there's keys, wonder about it, and you will find that it is meaningful. Number 15 is, be careful to translate all these pleasure things into energy for living. 
This physical pleasure is like a, uh, an incentive. It's, a, it's a get on your mark. It's let's get going. But let's get going for greatness, for accomplishment, for meaning, for the ultimate pleasures, for the heavier pleasures. So the idea is that this fifth level of pleasure should bring you up to the pleasure of your family, of love, of beauty, of music. That's, that should energize you to go up a level, lift up. Yeah? And then, as you, you get there and you're pretty solid with it, then we say, come on, friend, the third, third level of pleasure is the level of pleasure which we call kavod. Kavod is heaviness. We want strength. We want to accomplish. Now let's tackle, when we have pleasure of love, let's tackle violence in the sins. We know it's our responsibility. Let's tackle the inhumanity of man to man. We know it's our responsibility. Let's do it. But wait, wait, you need energy for that. Otherwise, you're going to give up one swat. It's too difficult. Let's go back and dream. Do you see that? And when you get through that, you feel a little strength of of accomplishment, we've changed the world, yeah? Then look into creativity. There's different avenues. But this is natural. You will go from one to the other. When you are feeling good bodily, you'll be kind to your fellow man. You'll do chesed. You'll, you will. You see, when you, you're enjoying yourself, it's a nice day, you'll smile at people, yeah? which will bring you into happiness, which is the beauty of life, yeah? All right, but that's, that's the idea of using one as a staging translated into energy for living and taking it a stage further and a stage further. Number 17 is that remember to take that pleasure feeling into studying wisdom. Feeling the muscles of your body and the energy of living yeah, is to be translated into Knowing that frustration is fascinating. Take frustration. Play the game. Pain is not the end. That's an understanding. It opens your mind. That's the pleasure of living. So translate the energy of, of a good ice cream cone into wisdom. Come to a class with the energy. I just ate an ice cream Sunday. Yeah, I just ate a banana split. You know how it feels? Mm-hmm. Let's get it together. Yeah? And realize that wisdom itself is a delicious flavor. To know that we can remember 5,000 items if we ran a grocery store. Would you know 5,000 items? The price and everything? You can remember 613 commandments. Sure, you got it in you. That's a pleasure to know that, even though we're not going to do anything about it. But it's a pleasure to know that we can. Okay, now why? Why do we need this stuff? Why do we need this? So, number one is the positive. Roman numeral one is the positive. Don't waste anything. Don't waste energy, right? We're energy conscious. Don't waste money. Don't waste time. And if you're not enjoying, you're not translating that ice cream sundae into energy for living, it's a waste. But certainly don't be stupid enough not to take the time out to enjoy what you paid for. Yeah? Number two of this is that in Judaism we say that the body is to the soul like a horse is to the rider. You have a body which is slick, which, you know, when a horse performs, you give him a piece of sugar. Makes it move. If your body is down and it's depressed and it's not in, it's in pain, it's hard for the soul to keep moving. Yeah? So the idea is keep the body pleasured 
to translate to the soul has got a good, good, solid soldier, good condition, feeling good, so that we can tackle what really life is about. Whatever you decide life is about, but tackle. Being that is that the rabbis say that an old man should sit in the sun because he doesn't taste anymore. The Coca-Cola, you know, he doesn't taste. He doesn't enjoy ping-pong anymore. You know, you lose your taste for it. So the last pleasure that a human being has is being warmed by the sun. The rabbis say he should take particular care that he should sit in the sun every day so that he shouldn't be disgusted with life. Now, it doesn't matter how much he appreciates music, how much he appreciates wisdom and the love of God, the love of his great-grandchildren. The body has to take some pleasure in life, you see. Otherwise, nimasolov, he's disgusted with life, he's going he's gonna to fall apart, yeah? So you've got to give that body something yeah, to keep it from interfering with you and get it energized and then take it up to the next level. Yeah. Number three is that you've got to appreciate the positive is this world is a pleasure world. That's what the Almighty created us for. That's why he made all these fruits. The rabbis say he who sees a new fruit and does not want to taste it will have to give an accounting in the world to come. And I have to give an accounting in the world to come. In my home, I mean, my father was, Baruch Hashem, a successful businessman, but he wasn't, if I wanted anything like a baseball mitt or something, I had to earn it by learning Torah Baal Peh, <laughs> which did me an awful lot of good. But it was one thing we had that nobody else had. Every new fruit, every exotic fruit that ever passed through New York somehow found its way to our table. It was Jewish consciousness. It doesn't matter how much it cost, came to us, yeah? Why a fruit? It's only a fruit. You know why a fruit? Because a fruit is obviously the dessert that the Almighty made. You see, vegetables we might need for strength, yeah? Meat or other taste sensations, right? But a fruit is obviously what the Almighty created for our pleasure. So what is it like? It's like your mother, you come home after your trip abroad and your mother bakes a cake. Makes a cake for you. You say, oh, I don't feel like having it. He says, come on, taste it. You don't like it afterwards? All right, but taste it. Yeah? No, he says, okay, you don't like it. Don't eat it. But you're not even interested in tasting it. I made it for you. That's terrible. Yeah? You see that? So a deeper appreciation is to realize that the Almighty created this world for our pleasure. You've got to live with this. This is a pleasure world. Don't make any mistake. See, if you take the time to see how many pleasures and you enjoy them, then it becomes a reality. Like this, it's a cancer. <laughs> You've got to live with this reality. He's our father. It's a pleasure world. He created for our pleasure. That's what life is about. So take the time. Be aware. Okay, negative. Why not over? Yeah, well, we know. We get sick. Overeating is not healthy. But more, it's a waste of time, a waste of energy. It's stupid. You feel stupid if you disappear into that bag of potatoes. No good, right? But number two is that you've got to appreciate that all material indulgence can be used as an escape. He who runs away today lives to run another day. If a person solaces himself for being fat by eating more, He's going to eat more to solace himself for the extra weight. You know, it's a vicious cycle. 
if you learn to, to use a candy bar as an excuse for not thinking or as a way for, uh, for, for stroking yourself or being a failure, you're not going to tackle what has to be tackled, see? Because escapism is seductive. You run away. You run away. So watch out that you don't use material pleasures as a way of running away from life. Number three is that it puts you to sleep. Even if it's right, but the physical puts you to sleep. Eating a meal, too heavy a meal, you're, you're sluggish, right? But anytime you eat something, it takes away the attention from your purpose to chewing, to sensation, yeah? It slows you down. So if you're going to get renewed energy, fine, but if not, don't. Now why the positive-negative here? It's more easily appreciated than anywhere else because like a gourmet if you don't have the discipline if you don't swish it around your mouth you haven't even tasted it what's your name jonathan, jonathan pointed out that most of us 90 percent of our coca-cola goes straight to the stomach yeah we never even it never even passed a taste bud we didn't even have a chance to taste it sip your drinks Right? Sip your drinks to get your money's worth. All right, Jonathan? Okay, we told him. Right now, the mice, what are we going to do about this? So I say, when you eat lunch today, right, at least focus on every piece of food there and ask yourself, what is the taste? What do you enjoy about it? And what you don't? And please, no complaints. <laughs> I thank you very much. You have been listening to aishaudio.com. For information about our online services, visit our website. To contact one of our representatives, write to aishaudio at aish.com. Shalom from Jerusalem.